Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome everyone to Mitchell Presents. I'm Jack Ward. I'm in a comfy seat nursing some hot tea and trying to get through this cold. And the best way that I can do that is to go visit Mutual Spiritual Grandfather, the Mutual Broadcasting System, and their slate of shows. This week I'm sitting in the projector room where we screen great shows and I've loaded up a double feature for the Mutual YouTube channel, First Nighter. So let's wind back those clocks for Give Up the Ship and Susan Stepped Out. Program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast, presented by Campana, the makers of Solitaire, the new cake makeup, and Campana Cream Balm, the new hand lotion containing lanolin. Theater time. Tonight, the last day of May, we celebrate the opening of the gala summer season at the Little Theater off Times Square. Another opening performance of a brand new play takes place tonight, with another next week and every week throughout the summer. My dramatic scouts tell me tonight's play is sure to be a smash hit. I know you want to be on time for first curtain, so let's be on our way. Will you join me? It's just a short walk around the corner. Looks like everybody's going our way. Here's a break in the crowd. Shall we cross the street? Well, here we are at the Little Theater off Times Square. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. Freshnighter. The usher will show you to your box. Thank you. We'll go right in. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like a packed house tonight. Every seat is taken. We're lucky we made our reservations in advance. Now for a glance at the program. Barbara Luddy, our popular leading lady, tops an all-star cast in a new play entitled Give Up the Ship, written by Lucille Lund. Opposite Miss Luddy is her guest leading man, Olin Soleil. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real people or to actual events. The curtain's about to go up, so let's listen to Eric Sagerquist and his first nighter orchestra. girls living on a yacht, is there? I mean, we being wave ensigns should make it all right, shouldn't it? You work in Washington. Any place you get to live is all right. Well, that's what I told him. Huh? You told who? Well, he's investigating housing conditions for women in Washington. Who is? Oh, there he is now, over across the pier. But, gosh, Maggie, he's not going to investigate us, is he? Oh, no, not exactly. It's Mr. Estee. Martin Estee. Estee? Oh, that politician. Uh, hello, Martin, over here. Uh, hello, Maggie. <laughs> well, well, well. 
You really do live on a yacht, don't you? Yes, Martin. Peg, this is Mr. Martin Estee, Ensign Peggy Moran. Uh, how do you do, Ensign Moran? Are you uh, Maggie's uh, chaperone? How do you... A what? Uh, not exactly, Martin. Uh, Peg, Mr. Martin thinks girls living in Washington should have chaperones. Huh. He does. Well, uh, that's what my constituents think. And I don't know but what they're right. Uh, in this way, Martin. And watch the chandelier. It's a little low. Don't bump your head. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'll watch it. This is the salon. Well, this is cozy. Small, but cozy. What's that, a closet? Oh, that's the mess hall. The galley is beyond. Hmm. You see, Mr. Essie, we don't have room for a chaperone in here. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't want you to think I'm not broad-minded, Ensign Moran. As a matter of fact, this is rather a joke on me. <laughs> uh, wait till my constituents hear that the man they sent here to investigate housing conditions for women is going to marry a girl who lives on a yacht. <laughs> marry? Good gosh, Maggie, are you going to marry uh, Peg? Uh, Martin did me the honor of proposing, but there's something to be settled first. I, uh, well, I guess we might as well talk about it now, just... Just sit down there on the bathtub, Martin. Bathtub? She means the bench. The bathtub's under it. Oh, under it. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, Maggie, is this something about our marriage? Uh, yes, Martin. In a way. Uh, my husband's coming here tonight. Your husband? Oh, Maggie, this is most embarrassing. Well, I don't see why. But, Maggie, you know how my constituents are. If anything like this would ever get in the papers... Well, I can't get a divorce without Bob's consent. He's in the army. I haven't seen him for six months. Uh-huh. I suppose not. But I didn't want to meet that man. You just relax on the bathtub, Mr. Estee. If I could just edge by. Oh, yes. I'll take dinner. Mm. Yeah. Maggie, come here. Mm. Oh, all right, Peg. I'll be right back, Martin. Maggie, are you really going to divorce Bob and marry that? Certainly. If Bob wants to divorce me. Certainly he's been less attentive lately. Less attentive? Great guns, he sends you three letters a week. Six months ago when we were married, he wrote seven a week and telephoned twice. Hmm. Giving Bob a little jealousy, hypo. I see. You don't see anything of the kind. Hello down there. Maggie, is this it? It's Bob. Oh, Peg, I'm scared. Well, get him down here. But this is sure a funny way to hold a husband. <laughs> yes, Bob, come on down. Peg, you'll help me, won't you? <laughs> Fuck up, kid. Just don't let him get away. Yeah, what a place to live. What? What's the matter, Maggie? Do I scare you? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Bob. It's been so long. I, I, I mean, I've never seen you in uniform. You're a private. Yeah, private first class, you please. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, private first class, sir. You needn't salute and don't call me sir. You remember Peg? Oh, sure. Yeah, hi, Peg. Uh, sir. <laughs> Hello, Bob. And this is Mr. Martin Estee, Private Bob McKinney, my husband. How do you do? You, you wife beater. <laughs> what? Oh, I told Mr. Estee about you, Bob. I... Maybe exaggerated a little. Yeah, so I gather. Uh, Mr. Estee is my fiancé. Your what? Oh, my head. Uh, you'll have to be careful of that chandelier. Thanks. Your fiancé? You mean you're going to marry him? Mr. Estee heads a delegation from Allentown. Allen Wood, my dear. Mr. McKinney, I believe we are met here to discuss a divorce. All right, let's discuss. Well, uh, we can be civilized about it. We'll have a little face supper first. It'll be little, all right. You think the four of us can eat and still get out of the mess hall? Well, I'm afraid there'll be five. Five? Yes, I took the liberty of bringing a friend. Oh, April, come on down. I fixed it. All right, <laughs> Bobby, dear. I knew you wouldn't mind, Maggie. Yes, come right on in, April. Oh, he's just cute. April, this is my present wife, Ensign McKinney. Miss April Kostiowski. Miss... I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't... Miss, Miss Kostiowski. My fiancé. <laughs> Oh, 
That was a very enjoyable dinner, Maggie. The food, I mean. Thank you, Martin. Yes, and I certainly enjoyed that discussion about chaperones, Mr. Esty. Didn't you, April? <laughs> it was cute. It... Well, I, I think it's time we discuss that divorce. Well, no hurry. Anyone like more coffee? No, I think Mr. Esty's right. After all, that's what we came here for. Uh, yes, I suppose so. If you don't mind, I think I'll take another turn around the deck. Excuse me. Well, Bob, we've been separated so long, and now that you're engaged... And you're engaged? Yes, I'm engaged. Mm. Well, it just seems logical. I mean, I suppose you have no objection to giving me a divorce? As long as you want it, I'll be glad to cooperate. Well, then, it's all settled. Uh, Maggie, you'll ask for the divorce right away? You agree, then, Bob? Yes, sir. Oh, quit saying, sir. Hey! Hey, everybody, come up here. Where is Riff? Huh? Adrift? Well, we can't be. Adrift? Oh, Bob, you said this boat never went anywhere. Well, uh, we'll just put a stop to that right now. Take it easy. Women and children first. Look, we can't lose. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Look where the dock is. And the tide's going out. We'll drift down the river. Maybe out to sea. My, we are loose. Uh, well, do something, somebody. Uh, call for help. Call who? There's nobody there. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we could start the engine. Start it, it hasn't been running in over a year. Well, we can try. I'll take a look. Bob, hurry. I've got to get home. Now, don't you worry. I'll fix it. Oh! Oh, the chandelier. He did it again. And the curtain comes down on the first act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. Smokey and the outer lobby are downstairs, please. Do you know the difference between a furlough and a leave? In the United States Army, furloughs are given only to enlisted men. Officers get leaves of absence. In the United States Navy, there is no such thing as a furlough. All personnel get leaves, or liberty, which is absence under three days. And now, here's another question, and it's for the ladies. If someone said to you, which cake makeup advertises that it's good to your skin, could you name it? Yes, indeed. It's Solitaire, Campana's new cake makeup, containing lanolin. That's right. Now, since you seem to know about Solitaire, tell me something else. Can you name the three principal things that Solitaire does to enhance the beauty of a woman's complexion? I think so. First, it helps give her skin a creamy, smooth, natural-looking loveliness, even in bright sunlight. And second? Solitaire cleverly helps to conceal tiny skin faults and blemishes. And third? Solitaire lasts for hours, helps one to stay pretty longer, even on a hot summer day. Well, is it any wonder, ladies, that Solitaire is winning thousands of new friends each week? Are you among those friends? Solitaire will bring you new complexion loveliness the first time you try it. And it gives you one of the largest compacts of quality cake makeup for only 60 cents. There's a trial size, too, at 25 cents. Insist on solitaire containing lanolin. That's a horrible lump on his head, poor guy. Where are we? Drifting down the Potomac. By morning, we'll probably be part of a convoy bound for England. Uh, hey, what? Where'd the shell hit? Take it easy. There aren't any shells. We're playing Huckleberry Finn on the river. Oh, yeah. What happened? You hit the chandelier again. Peg took care of you. I did? You did. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. I, I did. Well, thanks. Hey, we got to do something. Maggie, you're the senior officer aboard. You're captain, sir. Oh, oh, yes. All right. Everybody on deck, except you, Bob. You'd better... Oh, no, I'm all right. Come on. It's about time 
we got up here. <laughs> We're right out in the middle of the river. All right, everybody, I'm going to assign jobs. I'll be the captain. Peg, you take the wheel. Aye, aye, ma'am. Say, what's the name of this ship? The, well, we call it the Betty Bye. The what? Well, everybody expects women to give a boat a silly name, so we did. Anyway, it makes for conversation. The Betty Bye? Well, we just sleep on the boat. Can't call a ship the sea foam when it's all the time tied up. I can just see the headlines. The Betty Bye overdue. Presumed loss. Loss? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Martin, come away from the rail and help. Don't you want to get home? Oh, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Be sick. Well, stay there, then. Bob, your job is to start the engine. I have to. I'll help you, Bob. Oh, no, you don't, Miss... Kosciuszki, you, um, you swab the deck. How will I? That's ridiculous. I'm captain here. Kosciuszki, swab the deck. I won't do it. Then it's mutiny. Throw her overboard. Hey, hey, there's something coming down the river. Is it a boat? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. It must be the Norfolk boat. Oh, but they're signaling us. Answer them, Peg. Well, what is the answer? Uh, do two whistles mean that you want to pass to Porter or to Starboard? Gosh, I don't remember to you, Bob. I'm a private. First class. <laughs> Well, if they blow two whistles, that means they want to go on one side, so we'll go on the other. Blow it once. Hmm. Yeah, did that come out of us? Oh, maybe they want to play. Blow it again. Hmm. Well, what's the matter with them? We answered. Look, they're turning. Oh, wait. Oh, we should have given them the same whistle. We're going opposite ways, so we both pass in the starboard. Peg, blow twice. Yeah, well, look, let's make up our minds now. They're getting close. Blow it, Peg. Oh, great. We chose the middle. Man the lifeboat. There aren't any lifeboats. <laughs> I really ought to be home. Martin, get away from that rail. You'll be hit. Oh, I don't care. Hang on, hang on. Here it comes. Oh, Bob. It's all right. Don't miss it. Maybe. found some laundry in it. Oh, I wondered what happened to that. We don't hang some of our washing on deck because people whistle. <laughs> it was lucky that boat missed us, wasn't it? Yeah, but what'll happen when they turn in a report of the incident? As captain, I'll probably be court-martialed. Well, cheer up. Maybe when I start the engine, it'll blow up and we'll sink. Bob, about what happened, I suppose during the crisis, the captain shouldn't run into a private's arms. Well, probably isn't a thing the Navy'd encourage. No. But your friend Essie was busy at the time. And Miss What's Her Name wasn't using your arm. So I guess it's all right. Hey, where is What's Her Name? She's out in the bow waving a lantern. Hmm. Could use her petticoat. Bob, do you love her? Who? Oh. Yeah, I see what's wrong. Bob, you didn't answer me. Do you love What's Her Name? Of course. Don't you love who's it? Uh, of course. Well, there you are. Bob, I probably was mistaken, but. While we were standing there, I mean, while the ship was passing, I thought you kissed me. Well? Yes, sir. Oh, quit saying that stupid thing. Did you kiss me or didn't you? If I'd kissed you, you'd have known it. What's her name always knows when I kiss her? Oh, she does, does mm. she? Well, I'm certainly glad you didn't kiss me. I am very, very glad. I'm overjoyed. I'm tickled to death. Why don't you start that blamed engine so we can get out of here and I'll never see you again? I hope not. That speech was illiterate. Oh, hush up. I don't know why I ever married you. I don't either. What? Well, that's a horrible thing to say. I didn't say it. You did. Didn't I tell you to hush up? You're speaking to an officer, you know. Yeah, thanks very much for reminding me, sir. Oh, 
Wait, Bob, I, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, you did too, sir. That shows how your nasty little mind works. Well, you make me so mad. Uh, may I come in? Oh, hello, Martin. Feeling better? Uh, much better, thank you. And that's the trouble with seasickness. People get over it. Now, look here, Private. If you must speak to me, call me Private First Class. Well, whatever you are. I thought you were going to start that engine. You know, I have to get back to Washington. What would my constituents think if they heard I was out on a yacht with girls and not chaperones? Oh, great. Yeah, no, let's, let's all worry about what Allentown thinks of Estee. Allen Wood? I don't think you're trying to start that engine. All right, you do it. All right, I will. Bob, I, I didn't mean that about being an officer. I... Well, that's a great character you're marrying. Thinks only of himself. Doesn't care about your being court-martialed. Or me, for that matter. I'm only on a 48-hour pass. You notice April isn't complaining. Bob, honey, aren't you ever going to get that little engine going? You promised to get me home. Oh, so you're worried about getting back, Mr. What's-your-name? Kasiowski. Of course I'm worried. After all, what do people think? <laughs> hey, that's right. I got a great idea. April, let's get married. Now. You what? Bob, are you crazy? Why not? Maggie's the captain. She can marry us. May I remind you, Robert, you're already married. Martin, you did it. You're wonderful. Well, all I did was press the starter. <laughs> I didn't think he was trying. Peg, full speed ahead. Aye, aye, Maggie. Esty, did you accuse me of not trying to start that engine? I certainly did. Bob, don't be petty. Just because Martin could do it and you couldn't, you get mad. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> What's happening now? Peg, what is it? What do we hit? I'm not sure on a sandbar, but good. A sandbar? <laughs> Does that mean we can't get home? Put everybody on short rations. Looks like we'll be here for weeks. But we can't stay here. I won't have it. <laughs> That's what you get for starting that engine. <laughs> Boy, wait till Alan Wood hears about this. Allen Town? <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Alan Wood. That's right. <laughs> well, Bob, what will happen when my husband hears about it? What? Your husband? Are you married? Well, of course I'm married. And he'd be very jealous. Bob McKinney. I didn't know, Maggie. Believe me, I didn't know. Have you used a hand lotion in the last 24 hours? If you're talking to me, young man, I have. Which one did you use? Mr. Baker, don't be stupid. The name's right here in the script and you know it. <laughs> well, all right, let's have it. The name of the lotion? Yes, of course. CCB. CCB? That isn't what it says on my script. It says Campana Cream Balm. Young man, when you get to like anything as much as I like Campana Cream Balm, you show your affection for it by giving it a nickname. Oh, Campana Cream Balm, CCB. Oh, I get it. Do you always call it that? Sometimes I call it Campana Cream Balm, LWL. Oh, for pity's sake, what does that mean? LWL? Mm-hmm. It means lotion with lanolin. Ah, yes, that's true. Campana Cream Balm does contain lanolin. And lanolin, scientists agree, most nearly duplicates the natural oils of your skin. Helps overcome skin dryness and roughness due to the loss of these natural oils. It's not surprising, therefore, that Campana Cream Balm, LWL, is gaining such tremendous popularity from coast to coast. You might mention OCB, too. And OCB, ladies, is my friend's affectionate name, no doubt, for original Campana Balm, Campana's other famous lotion for extra dry, extra sensitive skin. Remember, ladies, that Campana Cream Balm, LWL, comes in a yellow and white carton. Original Campana Balm in a green and white carton. Millions of women will tell you that there are no finer lotions made.
Stop the engine. No use. We're on this sandbar for life. Forget it. Now, just a minute. Who's giving orders around here? At the moment, I am. Yes, sir. Now we're getting somewhere. Why, Peg? No. As a matter of fact, we aren't getting anywhere. All we can do now is wait for somebody to come along and help us. What time is it? Nearly 2 a.m. I'm going below and make some coffee. Hey, send what's your name up here, will you? <laughs> you don't have to send me up. I'm here. Please, are you going to get us home or not? Apparently not. <laughs> when my husband gets off work at midnight, he'll be awful mad by now. How will he find out where you are? My girlfriend will tell him. I still don't understand. Didn't you two even know each other before tonight? Oh, no. <laughs> he said it'd be kind of a game and I'd be helping all him out, like going to the canteen. Well, I figured if you wanted a divorce, this would make it easier. I wish I'd never listened to you. Yeah, so do I. I hope your husband's a 4F. He is. Good. Heard his knee playing football. Yeah. Football? Didn't you ever hear of Peter Kostiowski, the 230-pound professional tackle? Oh, fine. I should have known with a name like Kostiowski. Hey, hey, I think there's a boat out there. <laughs> I hope they don't whistle. Ahoy! Ahoy! Hey, you! What are you doing out here? We're stuck on a sandbar. Who are you? Coast Guard. Who are you? Private first class McKinney, sir. Did you say private? Yes, sir. Yes, first class. What's the name of your boat? It's the... No, I can't say it. Speak up. What's the name of your boat? It's the Betty Bye. Don't get smart. What's the name of your boat? The Betty Bye. Well, will you help us? Does you really need help? Bob, it isn't really the Betty Bye. That's just what we call it. Officially, it's the sea phone. Well, why didn't you say so? Hey, the boat's officially the sea foam. Well, that's better. Do you have a permit to be out here? Permit? Oh, you don't, huh? All right, we've broken all the rules, but will you help us back to Washington? Help you back? Brother, we're going to take you back. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. Say, do you think this will get in the papers? Yeah, what do you think? Wave ends and court marshals. Jealous football player beats up soldier who kidnapped wife. Politician in scandal on Potomac. Oh, I don't feel so good. I think I'll go below. That's a good idea. Oh, look, I didn't do anything wrong. They, they just want you to. Perhaps my name wouldn't have to be mentioned. Your name will be mentioned as a body found in the river if you don't get out of here. Well, all right, I'm going in. You mustn't be too hard on him. He means well, and anyway, he isn't married. Yes, there's that. Bob, I'm glad you're not really engaged to what's-her-name. She isn't the right type girl for you. Yeah, well, couldn't you find somebody more suitable to marry than that guy? I think maybe I could, Bob. You know, something's been puzzling me for some time. How'd this boat get loose in the first place? Did you do it? <clears throat> Peg did, but I told her to. I suppose you'd like to know why. Is there a reason? Uh-huh. When you brought that girl aboard, I was afraid you were really going to give me a divorce and go away. Anyway, I thought if we were in trouble and together... Well, must I say everything? <laughs> Maggie... When that boat went by, I did kiss you. I'd like to do it again, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> my. What happened to that couple who were talking about a divorce? Don't let him see you. He's already seen me. Oh, dear, there'll be a scandal. I know it. I'll be ruined. I will. Uh-huh. 
All the port authorities are on the pier, too. Looks like we're in for it. Oh, if you'd all just stop talking, maybe I could think of something. Uh, maybe I could hide in the bathtub till it's all over. Huh? And then leave the boat later. Uh, you could say I, I wasn't here. Bathtub? Where's the bathtub? Under the seat. Open it up. All right. Yeah, now fill it with water. Hurry up. But I can't get in it. If it's full of water, I'll drown. That's a great idea. Fill it up. How are we doing, Maggie? They're throwing a line to pay. Yeah. That hulk of a man is just screaming to jump aboard. All right, all right. That'll have to be enough water. <laughs> Look at his pocket. He does have a gun. Maybe two. Oh, April, will you stop that? Now, come on. Get in this tub. Me? Yeah. <laughs> There's no time to take a bath. No time to argue, either. Get in. Let go of me. Come on. Private, private, you can't do that to her now. There. Oh, Bob, you dress. Now, duck your head under. There. All right, get out. Oh, I hate you. I'm all wet. Get in the galley. Don't tell me what get to do. Get in the galley. Yes, uh, All right, Esther, you're next. Get in the tub. Well, now. Bob, what in the world are you doing? This is known as putting the drip in the drink. You're not going to get me in that. Hey, hey. Come on. Let me up now. Put your head under. I won't. All right, now get out of there. Get in the galley. I'll have you arrested. Send the devil's island. Get in the galley. Maggie, cover the bathtub. Oh, here comes that football man. All right, get out of the way. Where's my wife? Where's the guy who kidnapped my wife? Let me out. Here I am, your big baboon. Come and get me. Baboon. Baboon. I'll tear you down. Golly, he broke the chandelier. Well, that takes care of Kostowski. All right, everybody on deck. Come on, April. Esty, hurry. Oh, but we all wet. Oh, poor Pete. Yeah, we'll get him later. Hurry now. Let me out first. Are you Private McKinney? Uh, yes, Chief. Uh, you're the Coast Guard man. Yeah, the Port Authorities and the police want to see you. All of you. All right, we'll see them later. But right now, you better get an ambulance and you might call the papers. Ambulance? Uh, call the papers? Oh, no, no. Say, why are these people all wet? You mustn't be modest, Mr. Epstein. Now, you'll have to see the reporters. Uh, just a minute. Who's in charge here? I am, Chief. Ensign McKinney. Oh, let me out of here. Who hit me? Oh, Petey, darling. He hit you. He did? Oh, brother, you really pack a wallet. But this ought to stop you, you white kidnapper, you. Put away that gun. Now, 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 hold on, all of you. Let me explain. Well, all right, soldier. Start talking. Kostowski, your poor wife fell overboard. She was floating down the river, helpless. Ensign McKinney, showing true Navy training and initiative, cut the boat loose, and we went after her. Then Martin Esty of Allenwood, in the fine tradition of the Coast Guard, proved himself a hero by diving overboard and rescuing this poor girl. I did? Kostowski, you owe your wife's life to this brave man. He does. Yes, Martin, you're a hero. Oh, just wait till your hometown paper hears about this. But, Bob... Now, save your strength, April. You've been through a harrowing experience. Uh, Chief, you better take these two ashore now and see if they're given proper medical treatment. Oh, sure. Come on, Miss... Uh, 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 Mr. Esty? <laughs> oh, April, baby. And I was mad at you. Oh, Mr. Esty, how can I ever thank you? Oh, well, Private McKinney, you're a great man. Ensign McKinney, you're a great woman. Thank you, Mr. First Nighter. This war cannot be won on the battlefields alone. One of the most critical of all campaigns is being waged right on the doorstep of every American home. This is the fight against the continued threat of runaway prices. If prices go high enough, they can impede the war effort and also lead to a post-war deflation intense enough to rob us of many of the benefits of peace. If you sell merchandise, don't ask more for what you have to sell. If you work for wages or a salary, don't ask for an increase. Do your own personal part 
in helping win the war. Before we move out of the theater, let me invite you to be with us again next week at the same time when Barbara Luddy will be starred in an original comedy romance entitled Susan Steps Out. Now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. First Nighter. Good night. The First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Listen, men, tomorrow morning, right after you shave, dash some dress skin over your face. Yes, sir, Campana's famous aftershave lotion makes your face feel cool, comfortable, and refreshed. Dress skin, spelled D-R-E-S-K-I-N, is again available in limited quantities. This is Mutual. The First Nighter Program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast, presented by Campana, the makers of Solitaire, the new cake makeup, and Campana Cream Balm, the new hand lotion containing lanolin. Theater Time, Broadway. And once again, Campana invites you to an exciting opening of a new and original play at the Little Theater off Times Square. If you've never attended a play opening before, then you're in for the time of your life this evening. Crowds, gaiety, excitement. There's nothing to compare with it. We don't want to miss a minute, so let's be on our way. It's just a short walk around the corner. Will you join me? Streets are crowded and the sidewalk jammed. Shall we talk here? Well, here we are at the Little Theater off Times Square. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you the airbox. Thank you. We'll go right in. comfortably seated with a moment or two for a look at the program. Barbara Luddy, our popular leading lady, tops our all-star cast in a brand new play by Ben Pearson and Erna Lazarus entitled Susan Steps Out. Opposite Miss Luddy is her guest leading man, Olin Soleil, and featured in the role of Henry Dodds is Willard Waterman. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real people or to actual events. And now, while we're waiting for the curtain, let's listen to Eric Sagerquist and his first night at orchestra. apartment you have, Miss Slammer. Well, it's the best I can get on the salaries at Stacy's department store. Won't you sit down? Uh, thank you, Miss Slammer. <laughs> Do call me Susan, and, and I'll call you Henry. It's less formal. <laughs> well, I'd be delighted. I was quite flattered when you asked me to call this evening. 
Henry, I'm going to be very honest with you. I've got something to talk to you about. It's really, well, uh, sort of a business proposition. Oh, business? Yes. (laughs) Henry, I've been saving my money. Well, that's very commendable. (laughs) Save each day the Stacy way. (laughs) I uh, presume you have an inspired reason for your trip? You bet I have. I've been saving up for an investment. Oh, excellent. Have you anything specific in mind? Henry, it's gilded. It can't miss. I've saved over $300, and I'm going to sink it all into Susan Incorporated. Well, I'm afraid I don't understand. Well, you see, I want to be an actress on Broadway. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, now I understand, of course. You're saving up for dramatic lessons, uh, voice culture, addiction. Oh, no. I got all that at the little theater group in Sioux Falls. Well, then if I may ask, uh, what are you saving for? I, Henry, I want to go to the Swallow Club. The Swallow Club? Is that a branch of the Audubon Society? <laughs> The Audubon Society, no. Listen, where do all the columnists go at night? The Swallow Club. Where do all the Broadway producers spend their evenings? The Swallow Club. Why, it's the most exclusive nightclub in New York. Oh, then it must be very expensive. Well, who cares? I told you I've got over $300. Oh, but surely it couldn't cost that much. Uh, Just for one evening. Well, it will the way I want to go. I'll be wearing a Carnegie gown in a Park Avenue manor. I'll have my hair dressed by Antoine and an orchid on my shoulder. Delman slippers on my feet. And I'll look like I belong. Well, I do agree that you're very pretty, attractive, and a delightful person indeed. But even so, I don't see what could possibly happen in just one evening. Well, I could be discovered. Did America go out and discover Columbus, or did Columbus go out and discover America? Columbus went out and discovered... Oh. Well, how do I fit into this? You are going to take me. Why, Miss... Now, don't worry about the money. I've got enough to pay for everything. Miss Slammer, really? You've got to. Oh, you've got to, please. Oh, dear. I... Well, I... Miss Slammer... Susan, I'll be glad to take you. (laughs) Oh, Henry, you're a darling. Now, the first thing to do is make a reservation. Let's make it uh, Saturday night. That'll give me time to buy a dress and everything. I'll call them now. Oh, uh, shall I do it for you? Oh, no. I'll enjoy doing it. Why, I've dreamed of this moment for months. Henry, there's a full page about the people that follow club there in that magazine on the table. Oh, hello. I'd like to reserve a table for two for Saturday night. Oh, but you must. Well, I mean, it, it, it's very important. Well, thank you. Oh, what's wrong? They're all booked up. Oh, now, now, don't be disappointed. We'll go another time. Oh, I'll bet if I was Gertrude Lawrence or you or Noel Coward, we'd get a table. Well, I've never fancied myself as Noel Collins. Wait a minute. Give me that magazine. I've got it. Uh, well, what is it? Um, you'll see. Just wait a minute. <laughs> Hello, Swallow Club. Will you kindly put me down for a table for Saturday night? Why, oh, don't be ridiculous. Of course you can. I'm Sis. The name? Uh, Dumont. R. Winston Dumont. Uh, Dumont? Susan, you can't do that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Susan, do you know who Dumont is? Certainly. The greatest name in silk that says so here in the magazine. Uh, But that... That's just it. I'd... Why, I'd be an imposter. Oh, stop worrying. You won't even attract attention. Big names don't mean a thing at the Swallow Club. Oh, dear, Miss Slammer. And incidentally, uh... my stage name is Dennis. Susan Dennis. You, You better practice it. And, oh, don't look so glum. I'm sure you'll be even more impressive than Dumont himself. You must look grand in a dress suit. You do have one, don't you? 
Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, it should be in excellent condition. I haven't worn it since the sesquicentennial. <laughs> then we'd better rent one. Uh, the Elite Tuxedo Company has a model that's just made for you. Oh, I hope you know what you're doing. All that money on one evening. I've got it all figured out. Even picked out my dress. And we can just make it if we order the 350 dinner. Oh, really? I could order a tongue on rye. <laughs> What are Winston Dumont order a tongue on rye? <laughs> Don't be silly. We'll have the 350 dinner. Henry, I'm really at the flower club. It's like sitting in the Taj Mahal. Um, Susan. Since 1306, man has not set foot in the Taj Mahal. Oh, Henry, don't be so technical. I'm much too happy to be bothered with details. <laughs> yes, you do look happy. In fact, if I may say so, I had no idea you were so lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. Oh, here comes the captain. Oh, dear me, I do wish we hadn't used the name Demont. Forget it. And remember, order the 350 dinner. Oh, Monsieur Demont, I trust this table is satisfactory. Oh, it's very nice. Thank you. And now, of course, you will allow me to order dinner for you? Well, we were just going to order... I know you would be pleased with my selection. Now, let us start with um, oysters on a chair, potage purée, endive salad with dressing al andre. Well, uh, really, a tongue on... And uh, Mr. Dumont is very fortunate indeed. Tonight, we have just a few maladecks. For very special guests. Uh -huh. Then for dessert, um, shall we say Cherie Jubilee, or perhaps uh, the young lady would prefer crepe today. Well, just some ice cream. Mm, ice cream. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, then we shall have baked Alaska, and then... Um, Is there more? I think Café Diable. I shall order your dinner personally, and it will be here presently. Uh, uh, Miss Slammer. Dennis. Uh, yes, yeah, Miss Dennis. Do you realize what this check is going to amount to? Oh, who cares? But, but it, it, it might be $50. Oh, stop worrying. We might as well be gay about it. Maybe we'll find a pearl in the oysters. Well, I've never found any pearls in oysters. Uh, on the half shell. Cigars, cigarettes, gardenias, cigars, cigarettes. Andre, who's the guy you're giving all the business? Why, that is monsieur. Hey, it's me. <clears throat> oh, uh, that guy is our Winston Dumont. You know, I believe this is the first time he's ever been in a nightclub. You don't say. What's his racket? You know him, Dumont Silk. You mean you see Dumont? Oh, excuse me, I'll be right back. Hey, Terry, where are you going? I've got to call my brother Fred. Hello? Yeah, sure, it's Fred. What's up, Terry? What? Dumont's at the Swallow Club. Are you sure? Well, hold him there, sis. I'll be right over. And the curtain comes down on the first act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. Smoking in the outer lobby or downstairs, please. Many of you ladies will make a startling discovery this summer. You will find a new complexion loveliness in solitaire. Campana's new cake makeup that sponges on in a jiffy. Yes, indeed. I discovered solitaire, and I'd like to urge the ladies in our audience to make the same discovery tomorrow, so you too can thrill to the remarkably improved change it makes in your complexion appearance. 
Night and day, even in hot, humid weather, you'll love the way Solitaire answers your summertime makeup problems. So step up to your favorite toiletry counter and ask for Solitaire containing lanolin. You'll welcome its natural color tone, its dewy, cool-looking freshness. And you know, its loveliness lingers unbelievably long. No need to fret about how mussy your makeup looks when you use Solitaire. Now, if by chance you've asked for Solitaire and your dealer was sold out, just say this. Please order Solitaire for me from your wholesaler. I'm sure there's plenty available now. And remember this, please. Solitaire helps cover up freckles, lines, and blemishes. Gives your complexion a flawless, smooth appearance. So tell your dealer you want Solitaire because of its creamy, rich lanolin base that helps prevent skin dryness. Insist on Solitaire because it gives you one of the largest compacts of fine-quality cake makeup on the market for only 60 cents. Solitaire comes in six flattering shades. Looks natural even in bright sunlight. This is a delicacy for gourmets. Well, maybe, but just a sec. <gasps> Henry, that man over there, the one in the gray plaid suit. That's Lee Schubert. A descendant of Franz Schubert? No. A brother of Jake, biggest producer on Broadway. Oh. Henry, I've got to make him notice. Oh, yes, but how? Well, let's dance past his table. Oh, I haven't danced since the sesquicentennial. Well, then he's bound to notice me. Now, listen. <laughs> When we get near his table, you ask me if I'm going into a new play. And I'll tell you that Brock Templeton is dying to sign me to a run-of-the-play contract. And uh, then I beg th your pardon, Mr. Dumont. Oh, yeah? Uh, my name's Fred Kimball. I've got to talk to you. Uh, well, I... I... Uh, I'm engaged. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> but I've got to talk to you. Uh, may I sit down? Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry to intrude, but what I have to say is more important than you or me or parties. It's something big enough to revolutionize the entire silk industry. Indeed? Yes. What would you say if I were to tell you that I've developed a substitute for silk that'll wear longer, have twice the luster, and take about one-tenth of the present cost to produce? Well, I'd say you were very fortunate. You bet. And you're fortunate too, Mr. Dumont, because I'm going to let you in on the ground floor. Well, really, I... And I'm not asking you to take my word for it. One fact is worth a thousand theories. Here, take a look at this material. Why, it's silk, isn't it? Not silk. A substitute. My creation. Now, of course, you won't test it. Mr. Dumont, we were... We were going to dance, remember? Now, now, you mustn't get impatient, Miss... Uh, oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kimball, this is Miss Schlemmer. Dennis. How do you do, Miss Schlemmer, Dennis? Uh. Uh, now, Mr. Dumont, let me explain it to you. You see, the first thing we do is squirt the liquid through the filament. Filament? Yeah, then the threads are tied into knots. Oh, knots. After which... Mr. We... Kimball, I'm sure your new product is everything that you claim, but after all, we came here to dance and enjoy ourselves. That... Oh, yes, of course, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, Mr. Dumont. Suppose you just mull over what I've told you while Miss Schlemmer Dennis and I take a turn on the dance floor. Yes, yes, of course. Look, I hope you're not sore, my barging in, but it was the only way I could get to talk to Dumont. Oh, that's all right. What kind of a guy is he? You think he'll give me a break? Well, I think... Oh, yes. Brock Temberton is just begging me to take a run of the play contract. Huh? 
But an actress must be awfully careful about the kind of role she plays. I'd never take a part I didn't have a feeling for. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Why, you're sweet. Comparing me with Gertrude Lawrence is such a sincere compliment. Look, let's get out of here. You're batty. Laura, let's take that table over in the corner. Well, no, really, I have to get back. Now, sit down, Miss... Well, just for a minute. Now... What was that double talk about Brock Pemberton? Well, we were dancing past Mr. Schubert. I wanted to impress him. Oh, so that's it. You want to be an actress. I am an actress. All I need is a chance to prove it. I get it. So you'd like Dumont to back a play. Now I know why you were burned up about my coming to your table. You were afraid I was going to stymie your act. Well, you don't understand. I... Uh, I understand, all right. Why should anything that concerns a guy like me matter to a girl like you? I've worked day and night, gone without meals to protect my product. Then going hungry is something you wouldn't know about. You think not? I know what a dress like you're wearing sets you back. I got a sister. Yeah, I could respect a kid that wanted to go on the stage and did it the hard way. But a gal like you who steps out and gets an angel like Dumont. You're quite the judge, aren't you? Well, I only know what I see. And what I see doesn't look good. Well, I won't expect any help from you. All I ask is that you don't stop Dumont from helping me. If you've quite finished, I'll go back to my table. Go right ahead, but I'm going with you. Well, did you enjoy your dance? Yes, Mr. Kimball's a wonderful dancer. And did Mr. Schubert see you? Yes, he's crazy about me. Everybody's crazy about me. You know, Mr. Dumont, there's something I neglected to tell you about this product of mine. Is that possible? Yes. You see... Oh, oh that, that, that the man who just came in. Who's he? Where? Oh, him? Well, that's Gordon Broderick. You know, the big Broadway producer. I knew I'd seen him before. Uh, uh, Susan, look who's with him. Mr. Stacy. Well, sure. You know who he is. J.G. Stacy owns Stacy's department store. Yes, so I've been told. Oh, I just got to make Mr. Broderick notice me. Well, the way Stacy's staring over here, I'd say you made a hit with him. Uh, Susan, uh, shall we go? Now? Don't be ridiculous. I wouldn't think of it. Hey, what's the matter with you, J.G.? Who are you staring at? That man. The one over there. Seems to me I've seen that face before. Probably Hot Springs. But that pretty blonde he's with, haven't seen her around town before. I've got to find out who he is. A thing like that can keep me up all night. Oh, uh, here's Andre. You know. Uh, Andre, just a moment. Uh, yes, Mr. Tracy, you wish something? Yes. Uh, that man at the next table, the one with the pretty blonde girl, the young fellow, who is he? Oh, that is Mr. Dumas. Ah, Winston Dumas. Dumas. Oh, thank you, Andre. Well, not at all, Mr. Tracy. Broderick? What's the matter? Broderick, that man is not our Winston Dumas. I'm going to find out what this is all about. Well, after all, old man, I wouldn't cause a scene. It's really no concern of yours. It most certainly is. Why, Dumont and I were classmates. Harvard, 98. Why, he practically carried me through calculus. Oh, forget it, J.G. No, sir. I've got to find out who this imposter is. It's the true Harvard spirit. Classmates forever. Why not invite him to the table with the little blonde? Good idea. Oh, waiter. Uh, waiter, just a moment. I'd like you to... Look, they called the waiter. And he's coming over here. I'll bet Mr. Broderick wants to meet me. Don't kid yourself, sister. The Broderick pretty girls are a dime a dozen. Oh, I beg pardon, sir, but Mr. Stacy would like you to join his party. Well, Mr. Kimball, it's been nice meeting you, and I'm sure that we'll hear great things about your invention someday. But if you look at Hey, are you kidding? I'm coming along. Well, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Oh, but really, uh, Miss Slam... Uh, Miss Dennis... Susan! <laughs> Sixteen million women working today at home, in an office or war plant, face a serious hand care problem. My hands somehow seem much drier right after washing. 
and I wash them frequently these busy days. Yes, extra washing goes along with the extra work. And washing hands robs the skin of its natural softening oil, makes it rough and parched looking, causes it to lose its youthful appearance. My answer to the loss of the natural oils of my skin is the lanolin in Campana Cream Balm. Well, you couldn't find anything more highly recommended than lanolin. Because lanolin most nearly duplicates the functions of the natural oils of the skin. When I use Campana Cream Balm, I can see and feel the results almost immediately. The lanolin, along with all the other skin-softening ingredients in Campana Green Balm, helps free my hands of that parched look, makes them feel noticeably soft and smoothy. But one sure way to keep your hands soft, smooth, and lovely to look at is to use this new lotion with lanolin, Campana Cream Balm. Lusciously creamy, instantly soothing, delightfully fragrant, and completely free of after-use stickiness. Campana Cream Balm comes in a yellow and white cotton at toilet goods counters everywhere. If your hands are extra sensitive and extra dry, you may prefer Campana's other lotion, original Campana Balm in the green and white cotton, an extra-rich, concentrated lotion for extra-busy hands. It's odd, Mr. Dumont, but I, I seem to have a distinct feeling as we've met before. Why, I hardly think we've had that pleasure, sir. Uh, might it have been a dough for you? Uh, really, sir, uh, Mr. Stacy, I... Oh, Mr. Broderick, I think you're the greatest producer in the American theater. I've never missed one of your plays. Is that so? Mm. Then I presume you've seen Gods of the Morrow. See, I've lived it. Lorelei is my favorite character in modern drama. Sometimes I think I am Lorelei. You do. Could it have been the flower show, Mr. Dumont? Oh, no, I never go to the flower show. My rose fever. I shall never forget the final curtain in my heart and I. The wonderful tempo of the scene as it slowly descended. Yeah, and Miss Schlemmer should know. She's one of the rising stars of today. Miss Schlemmer? That was my name. Of course, oh. Dennis is my professional name. In fact, Mr. Dumont's going to back a new play for Miss Dennis. Aren't you, Mr. Dumont? Oh, I'm... Oh, yes, certainly. Uh, you're mistaken. Mr. Dumont is interested in more vital matters. For example, Mr. Kimball's new product. I'm sure my career would be much happier in the capable hands of Mr. Broderick. Perhaps that could be arranged. What's all this about your product, Kimball? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Stacy, I've more or less given Mr. Dumont a priority on it. It's a new substitute for silk. Here, this is a sample of it. Uh, let me have it, please. Oh, yes, here it is. Thank you. Young man, I don't know what you have or how valuable your discovery is, but in any event, you have not given Mr. Dumont a priority. Well, we haven't put anything in writing, but Mr. Dumont's word is good enough for me. It's good enough for me, too. But this man does not happen to be our Winston Dumont. Well, are you sure? If you'll just let me explain. You will do your explaining at the proper time and in the proper place. You don't know what you're doing. Never mind what I'm doing. What are you and this man doing? Or have you been taken in completely, too? Why, surely, Miss Dennis, there's no part in this. Well, I, uh, the I... young lady is quite innocent of any participation in this hoax. And now, if you'll excuse me... Oh, Monsieur uh, Dumont, mm -hmm. are you leaving so soon? Dumont? <laughs> this is not our Winston Dumont. What? Hey, just a minute, Bob. How about your check? Well, I, I'm quite prepared to pay my check. Well, here it is. 5852. 5852? 52. 52. Oh. Well, you see, I... Uh... 5852, come on, get it up. 
Well, as you see, as a matter of fact, I only came prepared to have the 350 dinner. Arrest that man. He's an imposter. Oh, no, you mustn't, please. Oh, no, it's all right, Miss Dennis. You mustn't interfere. I'm sure Mr. Broderick will take you home. Come on, come on. This is the first time a phony ever hooked me. Ah, Winston Dumont. Oh, they mustn't arrest him. Miss Dennis, this must be quite a shock to you. It's unspeakable. Gee, honey, I'm sorry. Imagine a guy taking in a sweet kid like that, posing as a millionaire. And I nearly gave him my formula. You're a lucky man, Kimball, that he didn't steal it. Oh, stop it, all of you. Henry wouldn't steal anything. He's not a thief. He's just a lovable old character. Hey, wait a minute. What is that? Well, I'll tell you what it is. This whole thing was my idea. I wanted to come here to be seen, to meet somebody important like you, Mr. Broderick, what? who could put me on the stage. What? And I brought Henry along because I needed an escort. Then Henry took the rap for you? Why, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Miss Dennis, if it's not too much to ask, who in heaven's name was that man? Well, you might as well know it all. That man is a floor walker in your own department store. Floor walker? Uh, my store? Uh, outrageous. And here's another shock for you, Mr. Stacy. As of yesterday, I too was employed at Stacy's as an elevator operator. Car number two, Broadway side. Going up, going down. Step back in the car, please. Good evening. <laughs> Come in. Come in, Grant. Do you have the laboratory's report on that piece of imitation silk? Yes, sir. Right here. Well, let's hear it. Mr. Stacy, we've tested this, washed it, poured cleaning fluid on it, burned it for lead content, and the answer is, it's perfect. It's far superior to silk itself, more resilient, more durable, cheaper. Yes, this is sensational. You know what we'll do with this? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, no, sir. I mean, uh, what will we do? With uh, we'll open factories. We'll have the product exclusive for Stacy's. We'll make stockings, dresses, draperies. And parachutes, sir. Uh, Stacy's don't sell parachutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait till old Winnie do you want here that I've got this tied up. And right from under his nose, too. I thought you and Mr. Duma were old friends, classmates, you once told me. Grant, there is such a thing as stretching friendship too far. Hang it all. I carried you one through four years of his ass calculus at Harvard. Mm, uh, but the young man, sir, the one you met at the nightclub, he still owns the formula, doesn't he? Don't worry, Grant. All I've got to do is to find him. Cigars? Cigarettes? Gardenias? Hey, Terry, I want to see you. I'm afraid you get out of here. You nearly cost me my job last night. Listen, Terry, you've got to help me find that girl. Look, I don't know where she is, and if I did, I wouldn't find her. Any gal would do a screwy thing like she did. So what? She's ambitious. You can't rule her out for that. I was rough on her last night, and it's bothered me. Well, reunion at the Swallow Club. Here comes J.G. Stacy now. Uh-oh. Young man, I, I want to talk to you. Now, no, wait a minute, Mr. Stacy. I didn't have a thing to do with that last night. <laughs> I... <laughs> you had plenty to do with it, Mr. Kimball. I am prepared to offer you a handsome sum for your product. You are? Plus complete charge of all laboratory experimentations. You will? Plus, of course, a reasonable royalty. You do? Wow! What in thunder are you doing now? It's all right, Andre. Oh, Freddie, you're wonderful. And you're wonderful, too, Mr. Stacy. Well, thank you. You're very charming yourself. Fred, who is this young lady? I'm sure I've seen her face before. Oh, don't mind her. She's just my kid sister, Mr. Stacy. Oh, very nice. Fred, I'll expect you at my office early in the morning. Oh, I'll be there, all right. Uh, see you tomorrow. Good night, Fred. Good night, J.G. Terry, if I'm not being too forward, there's a gentleman in the club who'd like to buy a package of cigarettes. Okay, Andre, send him down to the drugstore. They got lots of them. What are you talking about? I'm talking about how my kid sister isn't working here anymore. I'm going to send her to college. To college? Sure. Smith or maybe Wellesley. I'd rather go to Harvard. Harvard's a college for men, Terry. Yeah? Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, um, Fred, here comes your little girlfriend. Oh, it's her again. Now, listen, you lay off her. Captain, I've come to pay the $12.38 balance on last night's dinner check. Oh, Thank you. Hello, Susan. 
How do you do? Susan, I've got to talk to you. I've got to tell you what's happened. What is it? Stacy's buying my product. I'm going to make money, Susan. Lots of it. Well, I'm glad somebody profited by my fiasco last night. Poor Henry lost his job. Yeah, don't you worry about Henry. I'm going to give him a real job. And, honey, you're going to profit, too. Well, what do you mean, Fred? I'm planning a production for you. You're going to be my leading lady. On Broadway? Mm, about 45 minutes from Broadway. It's an old story, but it's always good. What's it called? Love in a Cottage. <laughs> Let me invite you to be with us again next week at the same time when Barbara Luddy will be starred in another original play entitled Just a Bum. And now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. First Nighter. Good night. First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Men, do you want your face to feel cool, comfortable, refreshed after you shave? Then use Dress Skin, Campana's famous aftershave lotion. Start tomorrow morning. Enjoy that well-groomed feeling that Dress Skin imparts. Yes, sir, Dress Skin is again available. Fifty cents and one dollar a bottle at drugstores. This is Mutual. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the Matinee and thanks so much for listening.